0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. All right, welcome back to the Front Night Podcast. It's Derek and Bob with you tonight. Uh, excited to bring you uh, this episode as we uh, dive into golf for the first time for us. It's it's been a little bit over um, a week. Normally we do this every week, but for us it's been about nine days since we talked and uh, and and did and recorded a podcast because we recorded the Sunday of the PGA and then. Uh, with Memorial Day and everything else we kind of took off until uh today and so now we're we're back and uh, excited to bring uh you this episode we uh we obviously have seen a, a, a some really cool stuff happen over the last 9 days in golf and and uh you know we're going to we're going to get to all of it uh but but I think maybe the biggest story coming out of golf the biggest thing that we saw in golf since the PGA was the Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau uh, meme storm that took place over social media uh, at the end of the PGA when Bryson walked behind uh, Brooks Kepka as he was doing his uh, post round interview um, and just uh, the reaction that we got from Brooks Kepka. So I'd love to uh, I'd love to hear what Bob's take on that was just because I know uh, Bob is probably the funniest guy of all of us on the pod. So I'm sure his take on it will probably make us all laugh and, uh, and we'll, we'll probably give us something to, uh, to think about. So Bob, how are you doing tonight? Would you, uh, would you get away from, uh, or what'd you take away from the, the, uh, the meme storm that we saw all over social with, uh, with Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau?
1: You know, I, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm really excited to be, uh, to be back talking about golf. Uh, this is great. We were, uh, gone for nine days. I was going through withdrawals. So I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know we tried to get Nate on the line, and you know he shafted us, so he's not on the line today. So you can <laughs> just get me and Derek. We got the a team right. today. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to hear about Nate hitting three hundred and fifty yard bombs anymore. You just get to hear about <laughs> you know Derek and I putzing it around and, and our our little take.
0: That's right. But
1: uh, I, I'll tell you, that, um, and we've talked about this before on the on the pod that you know historically golf is kind of this gentleman's game, right? And there is this this aura of gentlemanliness that is kind of thrown about it. It uh, There's a lot, it's really the only sport that you call your own fouls and, you know, it, you have this um, kind of respect for the game, but going all the way back, you know, since the, you know, the beginning of competition, uh, there's always rivalry and there's always this, uh, this trash talk that's evolved over the years. Um, that is, Maybe not quite as common and as public in golf as in some other sports. Uh, you know, you, you see it a lot uh, in, in basketball or football uh, or even baseball, where you have a lot more one-on-one matchups, right? And golf doesn't lend itself to that. Uh, but this Brooks Bryson uh, just entertainment is awesome,
0: uh, and I, <laughs> I I
1: love the. the And I I hope – and I I, I want all of our viewers, if you haven't seen it, go and Google the the interview, the the Brooks Kepka interview, and and, he's getting interviewed (laughs) after his round, and he starts – I didn't forget what the question was. I'm not even sure the question mattered, but he started talking about how his round was, and he stops mid-sentence, and he gives this evil eye, this like – just this nasty eye out to his left. Yeah. And he has to stop, and then you hear the clickety-clack of feet. You know, and you, and you see Bryson walk and Bryson's got the smug little smile on his face because he knows exactly what he's doing. You know, um, <laughs> and Bryson's like, oh, I just we got to start over. I can't. I, I that guy. It was just <laughs> it was so pure and so awesome. And then just the, the memes that followed uh, are perfect for golf and. I don't even care if those two guys, if this is just a show or not, and I don't think it is. I really think there's some dislike there because I don't think Brooks Kepka really cares at all about Bryson. He just—he is just detested by him. Um, but it is awesome for the game. It just, it, it, it brings a little bit of color. It brings a little bit of um, entertainment value. And I really hope, and I don't think the PGA Tour or the USGA would do this, but when they set the U.S. Open pairings, man, I want them to put those two together in a pairing. Like, just oh my to start gosh, Thursday <laughs> and Friday, <laughs> I totally want to see that at Tory Pines. That is that is what everybody wants to see. Gosh, <laughs> uh, could you imagine?
0: Could you imagine that? Could you imagine like if the USGA actually did that? Like if they actually made it to where we got to see those two guys play in a group together um at the U.S. Open man what might be the first time we see like an all-out like benches clearing brawl type situation <laughs> in on the PGA Tour I mean I don't know that I've ever seen so much disdain from one human being to another um like like Brooks Kepka was just like oh my gosh and then like to see like some of the memes that came out, you know, like the whole like Bryson kissing Brooks on the cheek kind of thing. <laughs> that and, was awesome. and and uh, and those kinds of things and like seeing Bryson the you know, comment on it and and really like play into it. And I think Brooks is probably just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is so stupid. You know, you, you it, it's like Bryson's kind of embracing it, you know, which You know, as the weird guy, you would think he probably would embrace it because he's just weird. Um, And Brooks is like, yep, this is just proving my point on how weird he is and why no one likes him. You know, it's just like – I mean, it's just – it's so so funny. But I think for people who really love the game of golf, like we want to see more of this. Like we want to like – Cause it's real, right? Like, I think the right. one thing that I took away from it was like, man, like Brooks Koepka was, he was honest, you know, whether or not you, you love what he had to say or not. Like he, he probably said what most people think about Bryson on a regular basis on tour um, and, <laughs> and have thought about and, uh, but you know, I mean, it's, it's just interesting. Cause I, I think Bryson's one of those characters, you either love him or you hate him. You I don't think there's really a whole lot of in between. Um I think everybody's fascinated by him but I don't think everybody, you know, loves him. Um and I think most people probably feel the way Brooks feels. You know what I mean? I just think that that's that's so funny just cuz I I mean, he said what he he said what he thought, you know, and just when I watched that, I showed it to a couple I was with I was with some guys this past week um on a work trip and so I showed it to some of the guys um, on my work trip with me and man, we were all just dying laughing. Cause like, <laughs> I don't think any of us ever seen anything like that in golf. So, um, yes, bring out the, bring, bring them to, uh, bring them to the U S open, put them in the same group and let's see, you know, let's see team Bryson go up against team Brooks and see who comes out a winner. You know what I mean? Like, let's, <laughs> let, let's see who comes out a winner. Uh, let's put them in an octagon. Maybe, maybe we could do that for the match. Maybe that would be the match <laughs> everybody wants to see is <laughs> Brooks and Bryson in a, in an octagon fight. Um, well, so, and, you know,
1: the, the funny part is their game. Isn't all that dissimilar, you know, they play a, a relatively similar style. It's not like Brooks is a finesse guy who just, you know, hits uh, three woods out there. Um, they they both try to overpower the course and they just do it in different ways. and, it, it, it's funny that you you mentioned that you know, we don't see it a lot, but and you're right. I think a lot of guys, uh, in a lot of sports, think that way about their competitors, but no one actually comes out and says that, right? They they don't. Right. They, they just they're not as open and honest and just forthcoming. And you, you get the look. I mean, the best is right when Bryson's walking past, uh, and and Brooks has got his eyes shut and he's like shaking his head and he's like. <laughs> Can't 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 do it. And then Bryson sends a, a, a tweet back, and Bryson goes, "Man, it must be nice living rent free in your head. It's, just, oh. it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's uh. so good. It's so good. Well, and and like the other like, you know, I, I think the other aspect of it is, um, we we have to also ask Captain Stricker to please partner them up in the Ryder Cup." Right. Like how cool would that be? Like if they're if they have to be teammates at the Ryder Cup. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine like the team room? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like it's like. Can we trade for Bryson? Is there is there anybody on the <laughs> European side that we can trade for? We'll trade you Terrell Hatton for Bryson Deschambeau. Is that is, is that is that something and we first round can catch. do? Um, or a or a player to be named later. Like you know, um, we'll give you an extra captain's pick. Please take Bryson Deschambeau off our hands. Um.
1: <laughs> It's like when they uh, paired uh, it's like when they paired Mickelson and Woods together and, and it was an utter disaster and I forget which, uh, which Ryder Cup that was in.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but it but it's not an utter disaster. It was an utter disaster. It was, it was an utter disaster because those guys don't like each other. Cuz I I actually do think that Phil and Tiger actually kind of like each other. Um mm-hmm. and have fun with each other. I just don't think they like playing golf together. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which is which yeah. is which is different, but but I think they're fine. I just I just don't think, you know, Tiger and Phil play the game so much differently. I don't think that they match up well, right. um, you know, just because, you know, Tiger, Tiger's a Tiger wants to play with a guy like him. Who's kind of methodical and think, I mean, he would be fine with Bryson DeChambeau. He would, you know, oh, Tiger, Tiger yeah. plays with Bryson all the time. And and I think Tiger probably genuinely actually likes Bryson and likes to pick his brain on things. And I think Phil probably likes Bryson in in a way to pick his brain on things, too, because they're both kind of quirky. Um, so like, I think Bryson goes after the game harder than anybody kind of like Tiger, but he's kind of quirky like Phil. So he's kind of like both of them in one golfer. He's like, he's like, he's like Tiger and Phil in one guy. Um, (laughs) he's quirky yet really serious. Um, so anyway, uh, man, but, but that was the biggest storyline in golf over the last nine days. And then the second biggest storyline in golf is Jason Kokrak, everybody. Proud to say Jason Kokrak is now a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's won twice in the calendar year this year. He won uh, back at the CJ Cup back in October in 2020 and now has won in 2021. And uh, Bob and I were just looking this up and talking about this. It's pretty fascinating to think that Jason Kokrak has more wins than some pretty big names or just as many wins as some pretty big names that you would probably imagine would have more wins than him on tour. Um Jason Kokrak is is uh, is up there and he's he's in the top five on the money list this year, isn't he?
1: Jason Flippin' Kokrak uh, <laughs> is uh so the, the PJ tour season, right? This uh the, the the super season, right, they're calling it since it started in, in September uh because of COVID and all the different changes. Uh is, is now tied for the lead of most tour victories this year. Uh just crazy. Uh, Jason he, fourth on the money list. The the man uh, has brought home north of four point four million dollars in earnings uh, this year. Uh, behind you know he, he's fourth, right? And it, so he, he's behind uh, DeChambeau and Spieth and um, uh, who's the who's the next guy that he was behind? Uh, J- Justin Thomas. Yes, Justin Thomas. Thomas yep. was so Thomas, DeChambeau, Spieth. Coke rack. That those, those are your <laughs> PGA Tour money leaders. And oh, by the way, he is 13th in Ryder Cup standings, and there's Ryder Cup standing points right now with a solid six months left. Yeah, uh, don't overlook him potentially. You know, bullying his way up to the top. He's he's higher on the list than than uh, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, and. Uh, let's see, Harris English, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, you know, mm. all guys, Max Homa, uh, all those guys that I would think would be uh, kind of in the mix. Right. Kokrak is right up there. And I'll tell you, he earned it this weekend. I mean, he played, Spieth was playing really well. He went toe-to-toe with Jordan Spieth over four days. Mm-hmm. Um, Spieth had it. He was in control. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and everyone knew it, right? I think leaving the the, the course Saturday afternoon everyone assumed that uh, you know it's it's texas um mm-hmm. spieth always plays well there uh the field maybe isn't quite as strong as you would uh, uh normally uh, expect so uh spieth's gonna run away with it. he's gonna win by five right why do i need to watch yeah on Sunday? for sure for sure uh and then you know jason's putter gets hot spieth can't find the center of the club face and you know um all, all of a sudden, the, the tides change. Um, I mean, Speed kind of looked like me trying to hit a six iron out there, and you mm. know, it, it it can't can't find any it, and just it uh, it happens.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's probably one of the biggest takeaways, you know. And I and I, and I you know, for a guy like Jason Kugler, good for him, like great that he won the golf tournament. Um, he played well enough to win, but I mean, Jordan Spieth did not play well. You know, right. And I think if he hits greens, and I mean, I think I think Jordan Spieth probably wins that golf tournament. Uh, but to shoot three over um, on a golf course that's fairly gettable, I mean, I think Charlie Hoffman shot you know a pretty low round um, and moved up the leaderboard considerably. And I know, like, there were a lot of other rounds that were around what Spieth was doing um, that were just you know even par one over like it wasn't it wasn't like it was playing easy um but i mean you know like you're you're jordan freaking spieth man you know right like (laughs) golly like if if there's ever going to be a time for you to close out a golf tournament it's got to be in dallas at the byron nelson um and you know i i just i feel like that that you know that just had to be it was set up perfectly for him, and he just like you said, I, it was it was crazy interesting to watch him hit driver and just find the fairways. Right, I mean, just every hole, and then from the fairway, could not hit a. I mean, could not hit a green. I mean, he was getting up and down from everywhere just to save pars, but could not hit a green to save his life. And um, and when he did hit a green, he wasn't. I mean, didn't have any. He didn't have it. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was crazy. But I, you know, commend Jason Kokrak because when he needed to make putts, he made putts. Um, He made some big ones on the back nine and he, and he, uh, he did what he needed to do, especially on 18. Jordan had a chance to put pressure on him. Um, You know, he had a one shot lead going to the 18th hole. Uh, Jordan made a really good par on 17 uh, to put pressure on him after Kokrak made bogey. So it's a one shot lead kokrak has to play well that hole and jordan hit pipes a drive on 18 pipes it and you're like oh man he's gonna do it he's gonna make birdie we're gonna see a playoff you know kokrak maybe misses the green maybe jordan wins by one here maybe it's a two-shot swing you know whatever and and then jordan hits a second shot in the water like i mean it's like you gotta be kidding me like this is just insane so uh just not not normal what you would expect uh from from jordan spieth on a sunday in a tournament that you would expect him to win especially going in with a with a lead um but you know uh good for jason kokrak he, he held off what i think is the hottest player in the world of golf right now and it won the golf tournament and you know deserves to be um deserves to be where he is i mean two wins could easily, you know, show up at a place like we were talking about, like the show up at a place like the John Deere, show up at a place like the Wyndham Championship, yeah. uh, you know, one of these places. Any, and honestly, he could he could show up this week at the Memorial. I mean, he's an Ohio guy. He won he won the Ohio State Am twice, two thousand six, two thousand seven. He's an Ohio State, uh, you know, so guy. So he's probably played in Columbus a ton. I mean, he's got two. He, Before he won his first tournament, he had 233 starts on tour. So the guy's not the guy has been around professional golf. I would not be surprised he's in good form. He keeps playing well. He's striking it well. He's a great putter. Nate would love it because he uses that mallet betnardi like Nate has 14. Nate, Nate, I don't know anybody that has more mallet bet narnies than Nate. So if, and, and I, I honestly like Nate and, and Jason Kokrak are kind of similar builds. They're both big guys yeah. that, um, that, that use big bet putters putter. So, um, but anyway, like um, it's good to see him win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely disappointing to see Spieth not really do a whole lot on Sunday there.
1: But I, I'll tell you, one of the things that was, it was really good to see is, and you mentioned it, that Speeth is, arguably the hottest golfer in the world right now. I mean, win or not. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, a, in, a week more week top out. tens than anybody on tour this year.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and going into the second half of the summer, right, where you've got, uh, you got the U.S. Open, you've got the Open, um, the Ryder Cup, the Olympics. I don't know if he, he decided if he's playing the Olympics or not. Um, but uh, you've got some really high-level golf coming up in the second half of this year. Uh, and I'm not sure if I had to put my money down on somebody right now. Uh, I, he's probably the guy that I'd say, man, I, I, how do you bet against him not uh, really, when we finish the year, that he is the, the number one golfer uh, on, on the tour, right? He may be not number one in, in world golf rankings or any of that. Uh, he'll have to win a few more times. But I, you know, if you had to say who is going to win in the second half of the year, which one guy is going to win, uh, I, I bet pretty good money that you know Jordan Speed's going to host a tr- hoist a trophy by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you were going to ask me who do I think who do I think is my favorite to win the FedEx Cup right now, it would be Jordan Speed. Like maybe not maybe not who's going to be the U.S. Open winner or right. win the British or you know something like that or you know but but you want to ask me the guy that I want in my anchor match on the, at the Ryder Cup or who I think has the best chance to go to East Lake and and win the FedEx Cup I would definitely say Jordan Speeth is that guy for me right now like yeah. he is absolutely from a from just a where he is playing I mean this is it's very close to 2015 Jordan Speeth I mean I know he hasn't crossed the finish line and gotten the wins that he got in 2015 um, but as far as being in contention every time he tees it up I mean, he's since, you know, early in the year, he started to find something. And since then, he's been in contention at every tournament. He's teed it up eight top tens. He's number one on tour and strokes gained. He's moving up the world golf rankings now, 23rd in the world golf rankings after falling. uh, You know, I think as far down as like somewhere around like 65th. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fell outside of the top 50. He might actually no. He actually fell outside of the top seventy five, I think, because he didn't make or no top fifty because he didn't make the uh, first World Golf Championship event, um, and and so man, like I yeah, I, I don't know that there in my mind. If you are going to say who's going to win the FedEx Cup, I am going to say Jordan Spieth right now for
1: sure. Yeah, I mean you you look at the FedEx Cup standings right now, and uh, Dischampos at the lead, right? Which you would you would you would expect uh, given how he's played. He's won twice. He's won a couple big events, right? And then Speeth. Then you got JT Hobland, our man, Jason Kokrak comes in at fifth. Wow. Uh, And then you got uh, Xander, Sam Burns, Stuart Zink, and Cam Smith. So there's, I would totally agree that Spieth has got to be the front runner right now. He's playing better than anyone else. Uh, And he's, he's going to win again and he might win two or three times uh, by the time we're all uh, said and done. Uh, But uh, moving into Memorial, uh, I I, I got to think he's the favorite. He's probably not my pick, but I got to say he's, he's if not the favorite, you know, one of the three favorites going into this week at Jack's Place.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting. What do you think the over-under is on Jordan Spieth, Spieth winning three tournaments before the end of the season? What do you think, over-under?
1: Uh, winning more than three? Two and a half, I would take the over. I think he's going to win three total. He's going to win two more times this year.
0: Okay. So um, you would say three on the number. Yeah. you would, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I do. I do. I, I feel think-
0: similarly. I feel similarly. I, th- I think he's going to get it done a couple more times uh, before the end of the season. And and I think, yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those is a playoff event. Um, and and one of those is, you know, um, you know, something we see like the Travelers. Maybe he's won there before. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if he'll play the John Deere or not. I don't know if he's still in that mode of where he goes back to where he first won his first tournament. I don't know if he still does that. I know some guys do that. They always play where they won their first right. first tournament. I don't know if he will, um, because he's Jordan Spieth. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he doesn't have to go to the John Deere. He doesn't need to. But, um, but if he wants to, because that's the site of his first win, like I could see him win in there. You know, I could see him, you know, pulling out another victory there too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think three wins this year for him for sure. And and I do think he's definitely got to be the front runner to to be, you know uh the best chance to win the FedEx Cup at this point. You know, at least so, going into the playoffs to be ranked number one. I think yeah. I think it, I would be surprised if he's not ranked number one in the FedEx Cup by the by the time playoffs come around.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think he uh, is gonna win a uh major I don't think Tory sets up well for him. Um it's just it's a and it, and it might. I mean he, he plays well pretty much everywhere but Torrey I don't I don't think just sets up real well from the US Open. Um I, I'm gonna say that he wins the Northern Trust and then he wins at East Lake. Uh, I, I okay. I think, uh, East Lake, I think, is a, a perfect course for him, um, and, and I think he wins the Northern Trust. I think it's another good one. Uh, I don't know if it's still called the Northern Trust, but uh, I, I, and then he takes which one is that you are talking about? That. The um, they it out in Boston, right? Um, oh,
0: okay, yeah, 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 in playoffs, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: but that's I, I think that's what uh, what it's going to look like. But uh, and then he's going to go in the Ryder Cup. Super hot. Right. And and I would expect him uh, to uh, take three points minimum uh, out of the Ryder Cup. I really would the way he's playing, assuming that it, it, it sticks together. I mean, there's, there's a lot of golf between now and September. Right. A lot can change, but uh, I just I don't see him slowing down.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, when I, th- I yeah, I think I think you're right on there. I think he's he's in a good uh, mode. He's playing well. He's in good rhythm. Uh I, I think he he definitely is going to uh he's gonna be tough to beat. Come come the come the playoffs, come the Ryder cup. He's gonna be a tough guy to beat. So um, but you know, Jason Kokrak got the best of him this week. And so congratulations, to Jason Kokrak. Two time winner on tour. A couple guys, uh obviously we talk about Tony Finau all the time. Jason Kokrak now has more wins on tour than Tony Finau. Uh he has more wins on tour than Victor Hovland. Uh, he Whoa. has more wins on tour or just as many wins on tour as Lee Westwood. Um, he has one less, only one less win than Paul Casey. Paul Casey has three. He now has two. Um, Colin
1: Mor- Morikawa's
0: got two. Colin has three. He has three, but, but still, I mean, a much more household name, Colin Morikawa, than just Jason Kokrak. Colin Morikawa's ranked sixth in the world. Um, so, I mean, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things where there are a lot of guys that, you know, we probably know better than Jason Kokrak. We know their name a whole lot better than Jason Kokrak or they're more household names. Uh, but Jason Kokrak has won now more times than they have on tour. So good for him. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see him continue to play well. And, and like you said, you know, maybe plays his way onto that Ryder cup team and uh and becomes a part of that team and i you know the way he's put the way puts. i mean he's a great putter the golf ball that yeah. is definitely a strength of his game and you want that in the Ryder cup for sure you want some guys that can just drop bombs um and uh and you know he is a great ball striker as well so um it's uh it's good to it's good to see him playing good form I, I i would love to see that continue through the end of the year for him um And you know, just because we don't get very good, I mean, we don't get very many feel good stories. Guys like Jason Kokrak usually don't win multiple times on tour uh, in a season. Like they win one time, and and you know they have a they have some top tens and things like that. We hear guys like that who you know put together five good weekends uh, and and pick up a win, and you know end up making the playoffs and finishing in the top thirty in the FedEx Cup. But rarely do we do we hear a guy like Jason Kokrak who wins multiple times on tour. I mean, I put him on the same list as like Pat Perez. I put him in the same boat as, mm-hmm. you know, guys like, uh, Pat Kazire, like those kinds of guys, like those kinds of guys win one time. Maybe they, they very rarely win more than that. And, so what about,
1: um, I mean, for, for a guy, you know, he's older, right? He's 36. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking through this. A guy like so he is he the old same old. age
0: as Nate too? Uh,
1: maybe, Man. maybe, in, maybe they're brothers. Wow, and this is that's, so that's, that's bizarre! Why he's not here today. He is still celebrating. He can't get over that victory. Yeah, he's got, he's got his Bettinardi putter. Yeah, um, you know he uh, he said he's you know he's working because of West Coast problems. These these West Coast yeah. people always mess you up. But he's West got his Coke Rack putter, and he can't yep. you know he can't uh, yep. let it go. But uh, I wonder if we yeah.
0: could get I wonder if we could get Coke to come be our fourth at Innisbrook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: that'd be awesome
1: but, uh, you know his career could you know jimmy walker was kind of similar right he didn't really take off until his late 30s um, Yeah, and uh he, he I just had to look it up his first uh first win when he was 35 and he ended up winning 10 times you know all in a five-year stretch hmm. uh, maybe that's what kokrat's got you know he's got uh four or five more wins towards the back half of his 30s and you know um maybe, maybe uh maybe that's what it's gonna look like and you know, if he. You, you never know. I mean, um, golf is a is a funny game that you know you you, you tend to peak in your mid to late thirties sometimes, and that would be pretty cool. I don't know if he's going to win a PGA Championship like uh, like like Jimmy Walker did, but yeah, you know, he he might he might win a couple tournaments.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a really good comparison, actually. I think Bob like to think about a guy like that who really showed up late in his career and and kind of made himself a household name for a few years uh one of the top players in the world for a few years M- played on Ryder Cup teams played on Presidents Cup teams and uh and won a major championship so yeah i think that's a great comparison and and i would not be surprised if if you know if a guy like this like jason kokrak gets really really hot he's in good form uh you know if he didn't he wouldn't do something similar so um you know i i think for me i think they're probably I would be rooting for some other guys, maybe a little bit more. Like I'd be rooting <laughs> for a guy like like Max Homa, who I love listening to and who's a lot of fun to like I think most people love being Max Homa. Obviously Tony Fina is a guy that we love on the pod. Like we we root for Tony every chance we get. Guys like Ricky Fowler, um, you know, hoping to make a resurgence through the second half of the season after a great uh PJ championship. Like just those kinds of guys are guys that we we really root for who are kind of been down, um, and out. And, uh, and yet, you know, Jason Coker is kind of rising to the top, um, in the midst of all of that. So interesting, uh, to say the least and, and, uh, and, you know, and worthy, worthy of, uh, his congratulations. So, um, but this week, obviously we're moving on from, from the Byron Nelson. We're going to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, last year was a weird year. They played two events, uh, at this, uh, venue, um, because of, because of the COVID shutdown and those kinds of things. But, uh, but this year, just back to normal, regular, uh, event at Jack's place at Memorial, great golf tournament, great, uh, sponsor, great charity, um, all kinds of great stuff. There's always a really cool, um, vibe and aspect around Jack's tournament. And, um, and I know you know it's one of those tournaments that I think about when I think about when I was getting into golf and really loving golf for the first time when I was like 2009, just married. Um, I can remember sitting in my, my my you know my apartment as a newly married guy, 21 years old, and and really loving watching. Uh, I think Tiger won 2009 um, at at Jack's place, and uh, it was his first. I think it was his first win um after the knee surgery in 2008 after he won the US Open in 2008 so it was his first win coming back from that and it was just so uh cool to watch and and it really set me ablaze for for the game of golf so it's one of those that I always look forward to watching big name winners at this golf tournament uh guys like John Rahm uh Bryson obviously has won here uh Colin Morikawa uh I mean you just you know a, a plethora of guys who have won, as well as guys that you know are kind of you know Hideki is a guy that's won there. Uh, uh, you, you got you got you got guys who kind of maybe you don't think about necessarily as household names uh, who have won there. I think uh, wh- who was it? Um, oh, Levy or Levi? Uh, what's his? Oh, gosh, I can't even remember his last name. I just remember like he was like a little John Daly, like smokes in the fairways and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um anyway, uh but but you know, those kinds of guys have won um at Jack's place as well. Guys that maybe aren't necessarily household names. Matt Kuchar's won. Uh, um at jack's place you know so i mean lots of really good golfers good names and so obviously expect some big names to come out of this one um what are what are some who are some of the guys that maybe you're looking at this week bob as like guys who you think could play well obviously there's a lot of big names in this field uh you know to say the least but but who do you um you know who, who do you think is 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 probably has the best chance out of you know the top guys to come out on top this week?
1: So, and you look at this tournament and you look at, like you said, the last couple guys that won, uh, John Rahm, Cantlay, Deshambo, um, uh, Jason Duffner back in the day uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Woods and, and Matsuyama. You, you got guys that usually, with a few exceptions, it's the pedigree. Tends to to rise. The guys with the, even though this isn't a major, with the major experience, with the experience under pressure, um, tend to come through uh, at uh, the memorial. And that's, uh, and when I look at who I've got and who I'm looking at this week, um, you know, I I don't think we're going to find a first time winner. As much as we were just talking about Jason Kokrak, I, I don't think this is a tournament that he will. kind of rise to the challenge he might still make the cut and you know uh, find himself in the top 25 by the by the end of the day uh but i got guys like you know the rory's never won here i think you know he's we know he's in in some solid form Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: anytime rory's in good form he's got a chance to win jordan Mm -hmm. spieth is up there um you know, and then you, you got to put J, just, Justin Thomas. Um, I, I question his form a little bit because, really, ever since the players, he hasn't played that well. So mm-hmm. I just don't know if his head is somewhere else right now or not. Mm-hmm. But um, it, you know, this week the guy that I'm going with, and if you got to put my money down on someone, I'm going with Victor Hovland this week. Mm-hmm. I was kind of going back and forth with Hovland and maybe even John. I love John Rahm. He's just he is. One of my favorite golfers, and I love watching him. uh, And he's obviously, you know, the the defending champion. Uh, But uh, he's had some different priorities this summer. You know, new dad, Mm -hmm. always. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And I think since then he hasn't quite been as sharp. Not that he's been bad, because he's a a cut-making top 25 machine. But um, he's just been a little bit off, so I don't necessarily trust him yet until he shows a little bit of – little bit of spark. Uh, but, uh, Victor Hovland, I think this is one where he's got uh, the moxie. He's got the short game, you know, the Memorial, you always need a tremendous short game and Hovland while he's a, he's a, he's a solid ball striker. Um, I've been really impressed with the development of a short game this year, right? It's just Mm -hmm. really good. Um, so I, I really think that it's going to be Hovland or, uh, and I know Morikawa you, uh, is, is one here before, but again, another guy with a tremendous short game that I would uh, I, I would put up there. So I, I'm going with the guys that had the, the just the stellar short games. I think my favorite shot ever from the Memorial, and it was that 2009 tournament, right? Um, that that you watched was where uh, Tiger hit his little flop shot from the back of 16 on the downhill slope on mm-hmm. Sunday and hold it out. Mm-hmm. And jack goes you know he says afterwards that's the best shot he's ever seen
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in in uh on, on the course and it uh i think around there um you're gonna miss greens. you're gonna uh get a little wayward and there's a lot of bogeys so the guys that can get up and down 90 95 percent of the time right the ones that uh Can make those six footers with consistency all four rounds. They're Mm -hmm. the ones that are going to be there. And right now, I see Morikawa and Hovland right there, and I'll give the edge to Hovland.
0: Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, I, I think, I think Hovland's a great pick. And I, you know, he's, he definitely is, is really high up, I think, in the, and just where he lands as far as like his pedigree, his ability to pull out golf tournaments, win golf tournaments. Uh, this is a place that I expect Victor to play well. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about Victor's game and, and that I, um, I I commend him for, but I also think that this is maybe um, his his biggest strength and also be his biggest weakness, is that uh, he has a great short game uh, at, and he's gotten so much better um but like i you know i i noticed that at concession when he was really in contention and i've seen it a couple more times since then um but that like he will play really really well most golf tournaments and and out of you know 72 holes he'll play he'll play 68 holes uh, as good or better than anybody else but he'll have he'll have two or three holes that honestly can cost him golf tournaments
1: yeah, like and, happened at and, session, and like you said that, that was absolutely right
0: did. and and it's just one of those things where at a place like jack's place what you have to avoid is the big number like you can make a bogey and you can still win you can make multiple bogeys and you can still win um if you're if you're the rest of your game is on and i and i think victor probably is in that boat where the rest of his game is on but He's got to avoid the 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 doubles or the couple you know the couple doubles or even a, even a triple, um, and I think if he can if he can do that and I would I would say you know he's got a great shot at winning. Uh, the guy that I think it probably um, I would pick right now uh, to to win this weekend, and and I know it's weird because he won last year, but but I love John Rom uh yeah. like I really really do and you you mentioned him he's a lot of fun to watch play but he has one of those like I can get up and down from anywhere kind of games he's a very Seve Ballesteros kind of guy uh you know obviously a Spaniard, lots of fire lots of energy but he's third uh in strokes game this season has seven top tens which is only one behind Jordan Spieth for most on tour this year Uh, And he is one of, you know, very few people on tour in that top tier that haven't won. And you got to think if he's going to win, he's going to win at a place that maybe he's comfortable at like he did last year. Um, I could see him. I could see him winning this weekend, going back to back at Jack's place, which, you know, has probably not been done very often. Maybe Tiger's the only one to do it. I see who have played at Jack's place well in the past tend to play well uh, as well, like just continually uh, throughout the years there. And I think John Rahm, with the short game that he has, his ability to get up and down from anywhere, um, he, he's he's obviously leading uh, one of the leaders in uh, the the world of golf and strokes gained this season. Um, I I think I think he's got a really good shot out of the. The funny thing to me is out of kind of all the top tier guys who were kind of bunched at the top for the odds this week, um, Dustin Johnson. And, uh, since oh. January 1st, Dustin Johnson has one top 10 and one win. So his one top 10 was a win. <laughs> and he finished, uh, and his strokes gained his 28, which is worst of all the players at the top. Um, and so – Uh, I, I find that really interesting. Justin Thomas, who's ranked second in the world has one win, obviously at the players, but he only has two top tens on the season. Um, and so, uh, behind, uh, behind DJ, um, Rory is, is second worst in strokes gained out of that top tier of guys, but obviously Rory's kind of, he lost it for probably the better part of two months trying to figure out his new golf swing um obviously we think he's probably got that back and and is probably moving in a positive direction uh don't expect him to stay um down that low expect him to have a lot more top 10s this season and maybe pull out a couple more wins um you know and but but, but if i'm going to pick a favorite i'm going to pick a favorite i'm going to say john is my favorite i i know it's crazy to think like back to back deck back years no i but I, but I think I think his form is good, even though he did have a baby and, and all that other kind of stuff. I, he's he's show like by the way he's finishing in golf tournaments and the way that he is picking up strokes on the field shows that his game's in good form. I I, I like him this week.
1: Man, I, I hope so because Rom he he is one of my favorite golfers to watch. Um, he is uh, in my DraftKings account. I probably take Rom more than anyone else just because he is one of the most consistent guys. Um, so I I hope you're right because I'm rooting for him hard. Uh, let me let me throw this question at you, Derek. It, who among the favorites would you say is the highest likely to miss the cut and just to totally disappoint him?
0: Um, that's a good question. I, you know, I probably would say Xander. um yeah. Right now, just hasn't played well recently. Um, not striking it great. Um, I I don't know if you've noticed this about Xander, but I've noticed like he's gained a ton of distance and I, yeah. he's put on a ton of muscle as well. Like he is so much bigger in his upper body than he was two years ago. Um, and, and he is, he is at a ton of distance. I mean, he can hit it out there now with, you know, pound for pound. He's out there with JT and Rory. Yeah. It's it. He's, he's out there hitting it 330 340 Um, you know, I, so, I'm not so sure that some of that added distance, some of that added muscle hasn't done something to his golf swing a little bit to make it a little less reliable um can and, and consistent. Um obviously when he's able to put it together, he's he's great and he's probably one of the most underrated guys on tour when he's putting it together. Uh but I just, you know, I just I haven't seen good form out of him and I don't expect him to I don't expect him to really show up at Jack's place, um, and, and, and play super great, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I would probably say he's probably a guy, I mean, honestly, Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson probably be my next two though. You know, like both of those guys, yeah. even though they're one and two in the world have not played well, um, as of late. And I, I hate saying that cause I, I really, I really love when Justin Thomas is playing well. Like I know a lot of people don't love Justin cause he's kind of a, you know, arrogant dude, but, you know, I love watching him play when he's confident and, and he's playing well. Um, and, and DJ, I mean, you just, he, he makes the game look so easy whenever he's playing well. So it's fun to watch, but, um, but neither one of those guys, I, I don't know. Neither one of those guys seem like they're in great form. So those are the three guys to me that I think are most likely to miss the cut, you know, but all of them are top five players in the world, which is crazy to me, you know,
1: that's, yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more on, on Xander and JT. Um, something doesn't look right. Um, I, I really thought Xander was going to have a shot at the PGA uh, at, at mm-hmm. Um Just from some of the stuff I'd seen, and, and he kind of had the you know, swagger about him, and you're like, you know, that man's going to break through, and when he does uh, at a major, it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, you know, he, he was going along fine, and then just blew up in the back nine. You know, got, couldn't couldn't keep it in play right. and, and couldn't uh, handle it. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Xander and, and JT, I think, are are over there. Uh, you know, the, the guy that I'm thinking that I'm I'm really nervous uh, for for this week, and he might not be one of the the, the top tier favorites, uh, but I, I think the pressure, and especially the Ryder Cup pressure, might be getting him because I know more than anyone he absolutely wants to play in the Ryder Cup. Uh, and, and to me, I think it's Patrick. Mm. Uh, he uh, he loves the Ryder Cup. And I think he knows that uh, in order to really make sure he's got a spot, he won't. He, there's a really strong chance he won't be a captain's pick. So he's got to play his way in and he is on the bubble right now. He's he's eighth on that list or sixth. He's the last, you know, secured spot on that list. So uh, I, I, I feel like he's pressing a little bit um and uh I, I think i think he'll play better on the west coast um especially when he gets to uh to tory pines he always plays well at Torrey, so we'll we'll, we'll try that again but uh i uh I, I think he misses the cut um i think jt and and, and xander uh I, I think they'll struggle to break par at, at jack's hmm. place. but uh
0: well it's going to be uh three, four, well going to back to what you just said about patrick reed i mean how surprising is that i mean i don't think anybody anybody going into the, the Ryder cup in Paris would have ever thought that if anyone was going to ever be has struggled to be a captain's pick, that it would be Patrick Reed. You know what I mean? I mean, captain America, all that stuff. Like, but like he did not, I mean, in that Ryder cup in Paris, it was not captain America. Uh, at least, you know, not from what anybody remembers. I'm pretty confident he'd not play great. And, and we haven't seen really a whole lot of, Good news around Patrick Reed, um, you know. Since then, um, to justify people really vowing for him to get that spot, and and that people love him in the team room. So, you know, it's one of those things of where, you know, I just. I would have not have ever expected that anybody would have been like, Oh yeah, if there's a guy who's gonna struggle to make the Ryder Cup team on a captain's pick, it's Patrick Reed. It's like, are you kidding me? Like two years ago I would have been like, No way. Uh but I yeah, I think you're right, man. I think he he's he definitely has to play his way in or he probably won't be on that team.
1: So it I mean, it, and it's not for a lack of talent. I mean, he's he's definitely one of the twelve most talented Americans right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and his singles match. I mean, he's he's three and zero in Ryder Cup singles. So you know, you can't necessarily say he doesn't have the pedigree on the single side. But uh, his Ryder Cup record, if you remove the singles, he's he's got four wins, four losses, and two mm-hmm. draws. You know, it, that's like the definition of a replacement player. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take your own, your baseball stats, he is dead even. Uh, if you remove the singles matches, mm-hmm. so. Uh, kind of interesting
0: which I think before going into Paris you know two years ago he was much higher like I think I think that I think that was much higher but I do think I do think he had a losing record at Paris um or at the very least he he didn't have a winning record at Paris so um so I think I think that that probably plays into it some but but at the same time I mean he's freaking Captain America you would expect he doesn't lose at the Ryder Cup you know what I mean? So oh, right. uh, not that he's, you know, right. seven, four and two or whatever. Um, so, um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting stuff. I mean, as summer heats up, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I This is to me, this is really where golf gets a lot of fun, where we have a lot of fun uh, is, as summer heats up, as we have uh, the U.S. Open coming up as we have like Jack's tournament. You know, obviously this weekend we have the U.S. Open then we have. Uh, you know, some really good tournaments at the beginning of July. Then we have the uh, we have our trip to Ennisbrook. Super excited about that. We have the uh, the British. We have, like you said, the Olympics. We have the the playoffs. We have the Ryder Cup. So much good golf ahead of us. So really excited to see uh, what happens over the next you know few months. And uh, and it's definitely going to be one of those summers where I think we're going to remember for a really long time when golf came back. Uh, after the shutdown and and you know fans were back and lively. I mean we've already seen the impact of that super cool stuff. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, lots of good stuff uh, to come this summer, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the golf. So uh, uh, as you heard from uh, Bob, he's taking Victor Hovland this week. Uh, we don't have a pick from Nate, uh, but I'm sure he's probably on the Tony Fina bandwagon uh, by a million uh, cause that's what Nate does. And, and then, uh, and then I have John Rahm. Uh, I think he's going to go back to back. I think he's got a good chance to win this week uh, and, uh, and improve that, you know, he's really, he really is one of those top three guys in the world uh, and maybe is playing better than the top two guys. He might be the number one guy actually in form uh, right now uh, potentially. So uh Anyway, we're uh, excited, as always, to bring you this podcast. And so uh, please make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Go enjoy the golf this week at Jack's Place. It is a true treat uh, to watch uh, Mirrorfield Village on screen. So uh, enjoy the golf. And as always, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.